Welcome to Thought Revolution. This is a show for leaders like you who want to learn how to lead and manage in a way that expands your impact and influence. My name is Kristen Nebro and I am the founder of Impact Consultancy. And I'm excited to share with you my biggest aha moments and thought-provoking concepts that are designed to free up your time, your team's capacity, and your ability to create impact in the world. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to episode one. Today we're talking about team performance. I just love this this conversation. It's just going to be part of all of the episodes. Um, but today in particular, I want to start with performance and mindsets because this is the place that I think a lot of us get stuck. And I really want you to check for a moment what your beliefs are about performance. Like maybe you're super cognizant about it and maybe you're not. But think about this. So in the past, when you or your team has struggled with performance, I'm curious if you've ever had these thoughts or heard these phrases. We need more time to get it done, right? We need more people or staff to make it work. Um, we can't control X. We can't control the outcome. We can't control what the other team is going to do with what we give them or what's coming into us, right? Um, or maybe you've heard that won't work for us because we're special or it won't work. We've already tried that. Now, you can take one, one of um, each one of these assertions like as truth, right? But I want you to think about this. If you look really carefully and you listen to each one of these assertions, you might actually notice that there's a pattern. At least I have. Here's the deal. Once a limit has been hit, real or perceived, the go-to that most of us have is more resource. Now, I mean, it's totally possible that more resource is needed. I mean, capacity is finite, right? If I have a glass of water and I fill it up at some point, it will be full of water. Like that's just, that's just a truth, right? The problem I think that a lot of the managers I work with face is that seeking resource is default thinking, right? If you look at performance and capacity as a resource issue, we don't have enough time, we don't have enough people, that's all you're going to see. It's the lens that distorts what's happening because whatever we focus on expands. That's just a truth in all of our lives, but especially here around performance. And here's the problem. Resources, they're finite. They just are. There's two, there's two basic issues here. One is, the first issue is, if that's what we're going to be seeing the world through that lens, through resource lens, it sets us up to run into limits with our performance really fast. Because you know what? We are going to hit limits with time and people. And two, it assumes that, and this is the big one, it assumes that how we're operating is at maximum potential. And here's my experience working with almost every team I come in contact with. You all might be putting in maximum effort. Like people are working hard. So I think that people are putting in maybe maximum effort, but they're not operating at maximum potential. And I want you to stop seeing performance as a resource issue. The biggest thing we're going to talk about today is I want you to start seeing performance as a process issue because you cannot manage results. You just can't. And that's what we do. But you can manage process. You can't manage talent and traits, but you can manage a development process. So that's what we're focusing on. And when you do, it shifts everything. So here's the thought for the day, okay? The foundation of improving performance starts with you and your team focusing on what you create versus what you do. I'm gonna say that again. I want you to focus on what you create versus what you do. Most of us, I find focus on what we do and we're disconnected from what we create what result we're actually trying to achieve. And this is important because what happens is it makes your performance invisible. We only see 
what we do, right? And so when we only see what we do, it stops us from asking why we do it and why we do it that way. And it prevents us from addressing the level at which we want to perform. Uh, my wife, she's an optometrist. And when I ask her, what'd you do all day? She's like, oh, I was in exams, right? But that's not what she creates. So she might be giving exams, but what she's creating are diagnoses. She's creating treatment plans. She's creating education. And so I can't do anything to improve her performance when she says like she's booked solid if all she's giving are exams. But if we start to unpack, so what you create are diagnoses and there's different kinds of diagnoses and some um, are simple to be able to get to and some are more complex. Now you can answer the question, well, what are the different kinds that you know are coming into your shop, right? Um, and how do you go about creating that diagnosis? And what do you need to do that? Now we can start to look at process and answer some different kinds of questions. I usually talk to managers. Uh, I talk to leaders a ton and I ask, what do you do all day long, right? And of course the responses are usually, I solve problems and I'm in meetings. I'm in meetings back to back to back to back all day long, right? If I'm freeing up capacity for a manager, the first step I have to take is identify what is it that they're creating, right? Because I know what they're doing. I mean, I, I get that but they may be creating um, certain things they're not aware of. They're creating decisions all day long. They're creating plans of action all day long. They're creating alignment for a proposed change, right? So those are products and being focused on what you create is really important. Look, I bet that if I looked at your calendar today, I, I, I swear to goodness sake, if I looked at your calendar, I probably wouldn't see what outcomes um, each appointment is intended to create. I bet you I'd probably see at best the topic of what you're going to do, right? I'm going to meet with Sally. I'm going to have team meeting one-on-one -on -one with Rick. Well, you know what? I know what I got to do today, but there's no visual focus when that's your orientation um, of what your intentions are or what you expect to create. You know, think about that. You start the day and your phone is probably like within arm's reach. And probably one of the first few things you do is just scroll through it and you might even take a look at what you're doing. And all you're focused on is what it is you got to do today, what it is you got to get done, as opposed to what are the major goals, what am I creating, do I need 30 minutes to create alignment with Rick, right? So that's a big deal and I think it makes performance invisible. So most people that know me um, know that I say this all the time, anytime you create something for someone, there's a process. There just is. It doesn't matter if you're making a sandwich. It doesn't matter if you're um, making an airbag. It doesn't matter if you're creating a policy. It doesn't matter if what you're creating for someone is a decision, a response, an answer. Anytime you create something for someone, there's a process. If you're transforming some kind of request or a need into something of value, you know, um, then that is a process. And so we have tons of processes that we engage in every single day because the process can be a thinking process, a talking process, it could be um, a doing process with your hands, but that is really important. Now, you might not know every single thing that you create all day long, and that's not the point of this conversation, but we do have to get clear around what are the key or core things that we create over and over again or that are really important for us to master for today um, based on what it is we're trying to achieve, our goals, because when we get clear around what we create, then we can begin to answer the question, well, how do I get to creating it, right? And now I can see what gets in the way of my ability to create that. And whatever gets in the way, we call that waste, right? And we'll talk about that. But I really want you to see the activity that transforms that request, I need X from you, to what it is you create, right? And the response. So I'm just, just for a moment, just picture this, right? How productive, think about like yesterday. Think about last week. Think about a day that you were actually at work. 
How productive would you say you actually were? I mean, think about that. Do you ever spend any time in your day waiting, searching maybe for people, answers, information, maybe correcting work? I don't know. Um, so following up with others because they sent you something, uh, some kind of request or email that was ambiguous. So you need to follow up to find out more or maybe it was missing information or it had inaccurate information. Maybe you're doing work that's duplicative, entering information into like maybe multiple databases, uh, maybe mul making multiple trips, sending multiple emails that are redundant, engaged in any kind of like redundant processes. You kind of get where I'm going with this. Consider that these experiences are not actually work. Okay. I mean, you're at work. Um, you are, if somebody called you like, what you doing? You'd be like, I'm working, right? But you might not be actively engaged in the creative and transformative act that we call work. Okay. What you may actually be engaged in is what we call waste. And waste is any activity that consumes your resource, your time, your people, your budget, your supplies, your equipment, your patience, your energy, your focus, your creativity, but it adds no value to what you're creating for others. If someone says they need a decision and you're spending more time gathering input or you know processing more than you need to, waste. And here's the deal with that, right? Waste is actually a symptom of bad process. That's why it's so important to understand that anytime we create something for someone, there's a process. When we say we don't have time to improve, which is, I think I've, I've talked to a lot of folks, I'm the guy who shows up to improve performance to help people get better results, right? And I do that by looking at their process. And then they'll say, you know what? I don't have time to improve. That's fine. What we're actually saying when like that comes out of our mouths is that we're willing to make time for waste by allowing it to continue. Because waste not only sucks at our capacity, but it impacts our lives. I mean, it does, right? I mean, you woke up excited to make a difference, potentially, like in your work, you know what you came to actually do, and then all of this stuff shows up. You didn't, you didn't wake up saying, I can't wait to spend my day searching for people, time, information, and answers. Like, that's just not what you're about. It robs us of our patience, our creativity, our focus, our excitement, um, and our engagement, right? And I could go on and on, but we end up spending more time, I think, making it work making the processes and systems work instead of being able to make a difference. And I think that is profound, right? We say we don't have time for improvement, but you got plenty of time to keep resolving the same problems over and over again? I don't think so. So let me introduce something here. It's called the Pareto Principle. Maybe you're familiar with it. If you're not, maybe you've heard of it this way. It's called the 80-20 rule, although people um, understand it you know, different ways. The principle states that 80% of our results really come from 20% of our efforts. I want you to think about that. A really small amount of what you do um, actually grows your business. A really small amount of what you do in a meeting and what you say actually creates the result. It creates what people are asking for. A really small amount of what you engage in actually creates the largest amount of that result. And I think that's a big deal to understand because very few of our actions create those results. And think about that. Of everything that you might've done today all you talked about in all of your meetings, if you really examine it close enough, you'll find that very few actions actually led to the outcome you created. The rest was kind of waste. And I'm not saying it wasn't important. Sometimes the conversations are important to, to build clarity, right? Like that's the first thing we need. First, we need alignment on what's happening. Then we need clarity. Then we need to you know, go through a process of, of being able to diverge a little bit um, so that we can come to a, a, an answer. Having said that, the real question is, 
you know, how great was our process to do that? I don't care if the process is unstructured because a lot of our processes are unstructured. They're not repeatable. You know, they're creative acts. But when we don't think about them as a process, we might find that I'm constantly creating decisions. Do I have a sound way to get at decision making, right? And you might find that there are some decisions that you actually know are coming your way and there might be a very different way to do it or maybe you're not the one that needs to handle it. So I want you to consider that, right, as we talk about focusing on what you create versus what you do. If you're not clear on what you create, you will never be clear about what activity is essential to create it which will leave you open to more waste in your process. I really want you to get that. If you're not clear on what you create and you only focus on what you do, you will never be clear about what activity is essential to create it. I love um, Gary Keller. Uh, maybe you've heard of him. He runs Keller Williams Realty. He's written the book One Thing among, amongst other books. He's got a great quote um, and he says, make sure every day you know what matters most. When you know what matters most, everything makes sense, right? It's kind of like coming from purpose. When you don't know what matters most, anything makes sense. And I really think that that's so apropos because I don't really know that we have a time or resource problem. I think that we have a process problem and part of that comes from not being clear about what we create and part of that comes from not being clear around what's our priority, what's our purpose. So when you look at your performance as a process issue, you might find that the root cause is really different than we don't have enough resource. You might actually find that it's Un, that you have an unclear or you have lack of clarity around your process. Maybe you have a poor process for creating decisions, for creating policy. Or you might lack clarity around what you're actually creating. You might not have realized that what you need to create um, is a policy. You're just starting to unearth what's needed, right? So here's what I find with most teams when you start to look at the performance, is that the processes, the way that they've set up what they do, they set up how they make plans, they set up how they resolve problems, you set up how you find out what the problems are and surface those issues and then deal with them is wonky because there is no process to surface problems. There is no process to resolve problems. People are just reacting, right? As if it's something that's just like artistry and it's not because you know problems are gonna show up. It's getting clear around which problems are constantly showing up, right? So what I find is that typically what happens is there might not be a process or it's not being managed or you have the wrong process. It's one of those three things. There's no process, it's not being managed, or you have the wrong process. Because you're not create, connected to what you create. And so what happens is the circumstances manage you. So either you're managing it or it's managing you. And that's kind of like the end statement. And what I find is that most teams are being managed by their circumstance. And then they call it a performance problem and, and point to resources or people, and that's not really the root. Look, I know you wake up each day with a bend to make a difference, right? Like that's what gets you up in the morning. Most people I run into, not everybody, but most people I run into feel like they have some level of passion for what they do. Like what they do matters. Otherwise they wouldn't do it. Very few people I meet, you know, just get up because they have a, a paycheck that they want to get. And I think that's important because waste obstructs us from fulfilling on our purpose. It robs our capacity. Uh, my goal for you is that you spend less time making it work, dealing with the BS, you know, and the process issues and more time actually making a difference because that's why you took the job that you did, right? To make a difference, to matter, to help somebody. So that's your dose of thought revolution today. The thought of the day is focus on what you create versus what you do. This is a foundational mindset that will make a difference for how you approach any kind of 
um, tools or systems that you might deploy to improve the performance. And if you want to learn more about performance improvement tools and methods, check out our website at www.impactconsultancy.org. I'm Chris Inebro. Don't forget to like, comment, or leave a question for me. And please hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. See you guys next time. Hi everyone, welcome to Thought Revolution. This is the show for leaders like you who want to learn how to lead and manage in a way that expands your impact and influence. My name is Chris Nebro. I'm the founder of Impact Consultancy. Let's go.